0: Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk with Darren Jamison about the power of digital marketing. He has lots of great information, ideas, and tools that may surprise you. Check it out. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. I am your host, Ariel Hubbard, and I'm here to help you learn about what you didn't know that you didn't know about marketing. And I'm here with the illustrious Darren Jamison, like the whiskey. <laughs> and yep. Darren, Darren is with EngageWeb, and he is also a TEDx speaker, and he has a lot to share about marketing. And I'm going to say that because uh, we've had some conversations, and I've been on your show, and mm-hmm. I have learned a lot from you and so we were talking about digital marketing and our listeners i just thought they might want to know well what is digital marketing and why do people see it as a dark art as you'd mentioned previously to me so what's digital marketing
1: what do you think digital marketing is the essence of getting business into your getting leads getting sales into your business via uh, the internet or the interweb or through your phone or even through your tv screen uh, these days and it's selling to people or gaining trust with people that you haven't necessarily met yet yes. so people that you haven't sat in front of you haven't spoken to they haven't been beguiled by your wondrous brilliance, and they they don't know you, you you haven't talked at them or talked to them or or investigated them on a personal touchy-feely level, but they still trust you. They still want to buy from you. They still want to use you because somehow via the digital waves, they've seen you and they think, you're good. You can do what I need. I want to get in touch with you. Right.
0: With the advent of AI, that whole trust factor is um it is something huge i have noticed a rash on i've been on linkedin um, and i've been noticing a rash of very perfectly written statements that are so perfect they don't sound like they're written by a person and they're they're so catchy and they they have their hook and they, they want to engage you and the other day i had somebody say something about oh well, I, I like to learn about people, new things, and wouldn't you agree? And You know it's a hook. And I'm thinking, how do we authentically digitally market? How do we authentically connect with people who don't know us so we can build that trust?
1: That's a great question. Um, as you say, with, with the advent of AI and the dreaded chat GPT, which has its uses, has its uses, yes. uh, you're going to get a lot of... Can I say soulless crap? I can't have said yeah. it anyway. You're going to get a lot of soulless crap out there um, using all the the, the the buzzwords and the hooks and the structures that you're going to get for, for for content on LinkedIn. So you're going to get things like, I've been thinking lately, and then insert something that's outlandish or something you don't know about me is, and it's all structured, it's all templated, it's all, the way to do it properly is to get yourself out there, your own personality, your own character, which is going to essentially you, which which AI cannot do. AI cannot imitate people. It does what well, it tries, it cannot be you. So get your personality out there. And a lot of people on LinkedIn, for example, say that you shouldn't have too much personality in your posts, because you know, it's not Facebook, it's not for that sort of thing, and it should be all business and corporate but they can quite frankly do one because it's not for them. If people don't like you on LinkedIn, That's cool. That just means you've pre-qualified them as not your ideal target client.
0: Correct. You want to repel your non-clients and attract your clients. Exactly. It's about attracting
1: your, 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 your band, your batch, your people, your clan, the sort of people that are going to be with you that are going to be the best people for you to work with the people you're going to love working with and they're going to love working with you don't try to appeal to everybody because it's not going to work you're just going to end no. up with people who quite frankly are idiots that you're not going to want to deal with and it's going to be more hassle than it's worth right. so put your own personality your own opinions no matter how objectionable or ridiculous they may be to some to others they're going to hit the nail right on the head and those are the people you want to work with anyway
0: so be honest be authentic be yourself when you're out there presenting yourself digitally and then people who are attracted to that will will respond
1: yeah and and if you're not annoying people then you're not doing it enough anyway hey everybody if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference
0: please go to apple podcast ratings and give the show a five-star rating thanks so much it's appreciated You've
1: got to annoy people. Otherwise, you're not being enough of yourself because no matter how wonderful you are, people will hate you.
0: It's so interesting, you know, and it's so funny because let me talk about that, because women in general, I'm going to say this because I think it's pretty fair. A lot of us have fears of annoying people or making people angry. So Mm. we don't want to upset the apple cart. And we don't want to upset people. And the thing is, no matter what you do in this world, when you are working with large numbers of people, there are going to be people who are going to be annoyed or not like something you do. Now, I have a little secret. So Darren and I know each other because we work with the same podcasting agency. And the chief mentor of that is Rob Moore. And he's all about being out there, being yourself, annoying people because you want to bring in the people that, that, that like you, and you want to repel the people that don't like you. So we met through Rob Moore. I love yeah. him. He, he's and he, he jokes a lot about having, when there are people that don't like you, like reaching out, connecting to those people and being yourself and not being afraid of that. And that's one of the biggest things I learned from him. And you, it sounds like you already knew it for me. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of women, it's a it's a learning thing. Like we're not used to being okay with offending someone or being okay with being trolled or being okay with making someone mm-hmm. angry. That's not that's not the the girl power approach, usually. It's be nice and make people happy, right? And people please. That's usually yeah, how
1: it's people pleasing do. people, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. You, you don't want to offend people because you want to be liked. You don't want people to offend you, so you don't want to offend others.
0: Correct. Yeah, there are some the-
1: guys that are quite happy to do that. Rob's obviously one of those people. Yes. He doesn't give a toss who he offends, and right. that's cool. That's cool because that gets yes. people who love him coming to him.
0: Correct. But when you say when you say don't be afraid to like annoy people, mm. that's because what are you thinking with that?
1: I'm thinking that's engagement. If oh, you're annoying point. people, oh uh, yeah. If, if you're annoying people, you're getting them so annoyed that they want to tell you how annoyed they are therefore they're going to engage with the post and whether they love you or whether they hate you they're still engaging with the post they're still sharing your content they're still increasing your reach more people are seeing you because you've pissed somebody off (laughs) don't be afraid to piss somebody off because that's a good thing that's a that's a great thing in some ways that's a goal of a lot of stuff i put out there if it's not annoying somebody it's not right
0: and then, how much more engagement have you noticed when you get an emotional reaction to something oh, that you put out there?
1: Exponential, exponential. Because really? you got you got people that they they'll tell you how idiotic you are, how wrong you are about something, and then uh-huh. you can thank them for their comment and then politely disagree with them, and then they'll come back and they'll tell you again, and they'll keep telling you, and it's almost like you're saying, "Well, you keep doing this, you keep giving me exposure by doing this." So dance, monkey, dance, dance to my <laughs> tune. Come on, keep replying to me you know you don't realize that you are doing exactly what i want you to do
0: so the more contentious it is the more reach people get and that's probably why a lot of negativity has spread through social media because because people are doing that i mean some people are playing into their hands but like for us like so in other words to our audience don't be afraid to be who you are don't be afraid to, when you're putting yourself out there on social media, be who you are. And mm. it's okay if somebody doesn't like it. And that's like, I think that's a major revelation. I I do. For women, this is a big deal. It's not something <laughs> that this is like a rule break. I could hear the rule go snap. I could hear it in the background. <laughs> it <is>. the, <laughs> the,
1: the biggest example of this right now, I, I don't know if you're a user of this, but Twitter or X whatever Elon wants to call it, whatever he wants to call it. They made a change a couple of months ago, a big change, so that when you go onto Twitter on the app, um, it doesn't show the people you follow. It shows the people that will be most interesting to you. And they are deliberately putting in people you disagree with. Wow. I am seeing a lot of Meghan Markle hate right now, for example, because really? I think she—I think she's great. I think Prince Harry's great, and I'm seeing loads of stuff, constant barracking about how evil she is, how what? manipulated he is, how he wants what? to get back with the royal family, and. Wow. Sure they're, they're doing that deliberately because they know I'm going to look at it and I'm going to argue with it because it's going to annoy me. So, so whatever your engagement.
0: whatever you, wow. exactly
1: whatever your political or religious or personal opinions, Twitter is deliberately putting stuff in front of you that you disagree with, wow. that you hate. Wow. Elon's not daft.
0: That's crazy. Mm. That I got off of Twitter um several months ago before you, the escaped. I you did. escaped. I did. I just mm. I just needed to it's that's horrible right.
1: now it's horrible it's deliberately to make you annoyed and wow. oh
0: well okay. it, i guess that's they're looking for engagement they're not looking for happiness
1: It's exactly what they're looking for because because no, no nobody wins with happiness on social media oh wow. this is brilliant i love this no no nobody does that it's all about the angst and the disagreement
0: that's so interesting
1: mm. but it does make wow. it a bit of a cesspool it's not good for your mental health to be on twitter right. so If anybody doesn't like the horrible things in the world, just do not go on Twitter because it's just nasty.
0: Don't go on there. Okay. So that's good advice too. Mm. What I also, some of the advice I've also received, and I think it's really good is if you are on social media and you're doing digital marketing, be a content creator, not a consumer. So Mm. if you want to avoid wasting your time and energy um, engaging in the manner that you were just describing, create content and then get off. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) <laughs> so create your videos, your posts, your articles, your blogs. Mm. Put that out there and then leave. You know, you probably need to get on there to you need to engage with the people responding to you.
1: You do. You you absolutely yes. you need to, to, to engage with asked. the people responding to you. Yeah, you you can't right. leave questions or comments unanswered or unengaged no. with. But what is also a good idea, if you're looking, say, for example, you run a podcast and you want to get podcast guests on your show, you don't just go up and message them on LinkedIn and ask them. You have to make sure that when they get that message from you, that they know who you are. Right. They recognize you. And the way to do that is to engage with what they post. So you probably spend a couple of weeks every now and then engaging, liking, commenting on stuff that they post or stuff that they comment on so that they get to know who you are before you can engage in this conversation. Oh, I've got this podcast. So it is very much about the communication and the engagement, not the the preach, 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 preach. Right. There is a two way stretch to it. But obviously you don't want to be engaging in all the negative stuff if that's something that you don't want to do because it's right. be quite harmful. Right. Horrid. So
0: so pre-prep your communication by engaging with someone before you do an ask. Yeah, And then if you have engaged listeners or listeners or people following your posts, engage with those people. And when I said get off, what I meant was don't, don't do recreational like reading on social media, because again, no. that's not a good use of your time. And it's I, not. I, no, no. I, what I do is I give myself a max of 15 minutes on, if I get on social media, I'm scrolling for 15 minutes and that's it. And then mm-hmm. I'm either, and and then I'm either doing what you're doing, which is like, I call that guerrilla marketing is looking like pre, pre um, engaging with someone before I do an ask. Right. So, because yep. if they're paying any attention, they're looking at who's liking their posts. They're looking at who's responding and commenting on their posts. And they're looking at those people. And it's like, getting to know someone saying hello at a party looking at them across the room waving talking to them over the refreshments table and then eventually getting into a conversation with them that's what i like it too
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's much better than just walking up to somebody blind in a bar that you've not met before and saying do you want to come back to my place
0: <laughs> by the way you just described it, what dating apps are like these
1: days yes <laughs> i suppose i did yeah you need to put the groundwork in first and if you're going to do that stuff as well it it is helpful particularly on LinkedIn if your profile image is easily recognizable so for example if our background is purple our color is purple I don't have this at the moment because I've got ai think I've got my TEDx photo on there by the way I'm a TEDx speaker don't ever mention that Um, so on your background so your photograph might have your branded color behind you which makes it easy to identify you and it stands out from other people. So when people see you engaging with them and interacting with them, they recognize it. I had a message from somebody um, just before I came on this podcast, who's got a bright blue background, a really bright sky blue background. And I recognized it as soon as I saw the color, knowing who it was because it's just that recognition that he engages with the stuff that I post. He's messaged me a couple of times. I know who he is without even needing to see his name because the, image is so recognizable of the, the uh the, the the profile picture so that's important to have when you're going to be using social media in this way is to have something recognizable for your profile
0: absolutely and, and images go into the brain much more easily than text does mm. and there's a lot of research out there to show that so but that's a really good point so not just in linkedin but any profile you have probably
1: yeah, well, you, you want the consistency across. So I would use yes. the same picture across all of them. So when people see you on different platforms, they instantly recognize you as the same person.
0: And the name for that, they call it brand standards.
1: Like they have like
0: it's your picture, the colors, the design, the logo. There's a certain way you do it, a certain font, a certain pitch. Um, all those kinds of things. And then you take that all that and make it consistent, really good, really helpful. And you're right. People need to recognize us, right? They need to see us and recognize us. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard education group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness or massage we have online and in-person courses for you find us on facebook at hubbard education group that's hubbard education group or go to www.arielhubbard.com that's www.arielhubbard.com and if you're on clubhouse you can find ariel hubbard by looking up ariel hubbard a-r-i-e-l-h-u-b-b-a-r-d Okay, I do want to talk about TEDx
1: because I okay. think
0: it's an experience that not a lot of us have. How was that for you?
1: It, it was something I've always wanted to do because I, I've seen quite a few TEDx talks online. And I thought that that is like the gold standard for public speaking. And as I I've been through, through Rob Moore's and Progressive's public speaker uh, coaching school um, with the wonderful Tony Gargan and Robert Upright, that the speaker coaches there, and getting to the next level for me was doing a TEDx talk. But I always had these fears that TEDx is meant to be about improving the community or giving the big idea or the new spin on the existing idea. It's it's about inspiring people to think about what you've done. And I always worried that while I'm a good speaker and I have no problems about standing up and talking for 18 minutes without needing notes or anything, am I actually going to inspire people or am I just going to tell a few jokes and be entertaining? Right. That was the worry. So the talk I gave was about when my son, many years ago, um, I lost contact with my three children, and he was the subject of a cyberbully in school who created a fake profile to, to pick on him. Wow. And my ex-wife contacted me out of the blue and asked me if I knew anything about Facebook, uh, which naturally I did because that's what we do as a company. Uh, so I was able to essentially lay a trap to identify who was behind the profile, the fake profile that had been set up to to, to pick on him. And I found that inside an hour. So it took wow. me an hour to get the identity of the person, which we then gave to the school. It was very easy for them to find out which child that was in the school based wow. on the information we gave them. And I gave the talk on, on, on TEDx about how we did that and the impact of bullying and what my bullying was like when I was in school as well. And it all sort of run wow. parallel. It weaved together perfectly and... The best thing for me was, it was done in the University of Chester, so there were mostly students in the audience. Quite a few of them came up to me afterwards and told me stories about their bullying experiences in school, or their scoliosis, because mine was about scoliosis, which is a curvature of the spine, um, and and their experiences with that. So the fact that I, I inspired people to actually come up to a complete stranger, and a rather scary crusty pale stale old man effectively to them and talk about their bullying experiences meant that i did do a good job which i was quite pleased with right you're
0: engaging in helping the community what's the name of your talk by the way
1: it was called let me try to think i I used it it was a line from a song it was um why is everything why is everything in your world so strange
0: ah okay so that if people want to look at that they can find that on the tedx website yeah yeah. Okay.
1: Can. Or if you search really for my name powerful. on the TEDx website, they'll find it.
0: Okay. And then that is really powerful. I mean, it, it's like, I mean, you use social media to find the person who's bullying through social media.
1: Mm. And Did I've, I've, that... done it against, I've done it again since as well, because my, my youngest child had a bike. A, she bought a brand new motorbike. And it was for three and a half thousand pounds. So was that about four, four thousand, four thousand five hundred dollars. She bought yep. it and it was stolen the same day that she bought it, and the police couldn't do anything oh. about it. We couldn't find it; that it was so common that it happened in the area. But I used Facebook to lay out the information and be really aggressive in local groups. And I found the identity of the kid that stole it, found their address, found their name, found their photo, found where their girlfriend lives, found where their grandparents live, and put all of this online. And eventually, we got the bike back within six days. All wow. through Facebook when the police couldn't do anything.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Did you tell the kid's grandparents that he had stolen your daughter's bike? Um,
1: they know. They <laughs> all know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They they seem to be sheltering him. The police still couldn't find him, even though they had all the address details and the name. But oh my we got God. the bike. We got the bike.
0: Well, at least you got the bike back. Wow. Yeah. Again, this is something we didn't know that we could do, is use Facebook for detective work
1: a crime solving yeah i'm solving yeah
0: that's huge i'm i'm so pleased that you were able to do that
1: for your daughter so, so was i i mean that, that that's that's two kids i've helped out now i'm just waiting for the third one to have a problem right. i can help
0: <laughs> i have a beginning and an intermediate and advanced question so if someone's okay. a beginner with social media okay what would what's something you would suggest for them to get started?
1: It depends on their their business if they're B2C or B2B.
0: Okay, and B2C is I mean, yeah, I know business,
1: what is, business but, to but, consumer. So, yes, yes if you're selling product to the the general public, the great unwashed, the the public, the people who you don't want to deal with. Um,
0: <laughs> or you do, <laughs> and then <Yeah>. B2B is?
1: <laughs> is business to business. So you are dealing with services with other businesses. So other businesses are your clients. Um, If you're B2B, business to business, I would suggest that LinkedIn is your best starting point. Uh And you should be using LinkedIn not as an online CV, which most people use it for because people think of it as a recruitment company, uh, yes. recruitment uh, platform. Don't be listing all the jobs that you've done and the education that you've had, because, well, that's important. It's not what's going to set you aside from your competitors in the business world. You use it to talk about the wins that you've had, the successes that you've had, the skills that you've got, what you've done within business, and always focus on your client. Always talk about who you've helped, what you've done, how you've helped them. Don't talk about yourself. It's horrible to think about, but nobody cares about you. What they care about is what you can do for them. So always talk about how you can help other people. And that's what the LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile should be. It's not a CV. It's not a self-glorification of your experiences. It's how you can help your target client, what you can do for them. And if you're B2C, then I would say, depending on the business, then actually, no, I'd say, no, don't depend on the business, a Google profile. Is the quickest, easiest, and fastest thing to do. And I am stunned at the number of businesses that don't have one or have one unclaimed or have one that's been poorly put together. Google Profile, it's free. It can be set up within a matter of minutes. You can use it as an ongoing blog so you can put social media content within it. You can put promotions within it with prices that link directly through to your website or to your booking engine. If you run events within your business, you can list your events on your Google Profile. All of this is free. And it gives you such massive real estate on the front page of Google when people are searching for you or searching for services that you do, that having one really sets you apart from the others. And the review capacity within the Google profile is massive. You can see from the stats how many people have found you, how many people have clicked on it, how many people have clicked to call you, and how many people have clicked for directions to your premises, which is huge as well. It's huge. So you, all of that is completely free and it takes minutes to set up. So Everybody should have that.
0: Yeah. And that's a really, really good suggestion. Hmm. They used to have a Google My Business. They don't have that anymore. But yeah,
1: they, um, they, yeah, they changed it. Yeah. Google My it. Business became Google Profile. It'll probably change again by the time the podcast goes out. Google's like that.
0: Yes. They like to change things, I think, to keep themselves supposedly relevant. But it, it's true, though. You can connect with a lot of people through that. And I have. And I will tell you that advice is excellent. Um, I also think like, we also need to look at the age of the people we're trying to reach because there are different types of social media for different ages. Yep. Right. And, um, I mean, if your target market's very young, you're looking at Snapchat, which they call snap, which is crazy to me or TikTok. <laughs> but the thing is, TikTok's a security concern.
1: It it is certainly in america it is it's not so much in the uk because we, we don't seem bothered by that you know we, we've got our own government to worry about um <clears> so we're not that bothered if the chinese are spying on us you know just add them to the list um but yes certainly in america are the chinese using tiktok to spy on you are they looking at what you're doing are they tracking your habits are they taking your data and probably yeah. probably they are um so i believe there's states in america that are looking at banning it is that correct
0: oh yeah states or governments, like um universities, universities wow. won't allow it to be used. Government agencies won't allow it to be used. Um, oh, it's not allowed
1: on... to be used in the Pentagon, is it, I believe? I've heard that.
0: Oh, I don't know about the Pentagon, but I'm sure it's banned.
1: Right. I'm
0: sure it's banned because if they're doing it at the state level, they're doing it at the federal level. Mm. I'm I'm 100% sure that they're doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you've, you've no idea what's happening with the data. No idea at all. And no. there's no way to well, know.
0: And the thing is, I do want to say this. One of the things people should be careful of on social media is revealing too much personal information because a lot of data has been partially stolen, like in in the United States uh, through medical, through hospitals or through the DMV or through uh, credit agencies, credit bureaus, there have been hacks. So they've gotten some of your data. I mean, Mm. I'm sure my social security number has been stolen oodles of times, (laughs) but the thing is what they'll do is people are, they're looking to fill in the rest of your info. So they'll reach out on dating sites. So they'll reach out on um, social media to try to get the rest of your data. So then they can steal your identity. And so you have to be really, really careful about information. I mean, I did post a picture of my son, his first day of high school yesterday, but I didn't say his name. Mm. There's a picture of him, but I didn't say what his name was because my friends know what my son's name is. And I also, I checked on that post friends only, not public, because I don't want people getting access to that, you know, down the road. I mean, and it doesn't mean they couldn't ever, but, you know, if you can do some privacy settings on your posts, but really you need to be careful about what you're putting out there on social media. If you're doing personal posting, you have to be careful about that.
1: You do. And, and and to be honest, there's a lot of people who, who like yourself, they'll put a picture of a, a child in a school uniform ready to start their new year and they'll put it and maybe they'll blur out the face. But in a lot of the times they don't realize, because in the UK we wear school uniforms and the badge oh. for the school uniform is clearly visible. So you can tell where that child is from, Oh, even though they've blurred out the face. And you know from the parent's name roughly where that is and it can be worked out. So they're putting oh, this information yeah. online not aware they're giving away more than they should
0: yeah that's true and yep it's the, true the,
1: the biggest thing for me is so many people fall for online scams certainly on facebook because facebook does not do anything about them it is terrible at cutting wow. down on these and they're really obvious like you'll have um a, a picture of an audi with a big ribbon on it and it'll be from a page that says, you know, Audi cars, but Audi might be spelt differently in the page because it's been set up as a fake page. And this car has been scratched, so we're giving it away. And all you got to do is comment your favorite color, and we'll pick a winner on this date and we'll give them the car. And then wow. you get hundreds of thousands of people commenting on it because they think it's real. Then every single one of those will get a reply from that page, an automated reply that says, thanks for your entry. All you need to do now is go here to confirm your entry, and there's a link. Now, vast majority of them won't click on that link, but a percentage will, even if it's 10%. That's still 20,000 people from 200,000 entries. We'll go to that link, and they'll fill in their details, and they'll give away personal information for what is a scam. Now, sometimes they're signing up to a text message um, premium notification service, which costs maybe a couple of pounds a month. The scammer will get a commission based on that. That's how they earn the money. Or Uh it could be they're putting their personal details in, their phone number, their address, their date of birth, which is going into a database and being sold off to scammers that way. Yes, People are so willing to give away personal information on social media if they think they're going to get something of value or they think they're going to get something entertaining, when in reality they're just being scammed. I've seen people take quizzes on social media to find out what flavor crisp they are, and they're giving wow. away the street they grew up on and their mother's maiden oh. name, which are oh. bank security questions. Again,
0: again, that's that scammers trying to fill in data so that they can do identity it, theft.
1: It's so obvious, yes. yet yes. so many people do it so and funny. then have a go at you for running a serious competition that's genuine and go, oh, that looks like a scam. You wouldn't know a scam if it punched you in the face, clearly. Right. But right. there we are. Right.
0: Well, I'm really glad that you mentioned that So, because I, I do want our listeners to know, there are a lot of benefits to marketing online. There are a lot of benefits. There are a mm. lot of great ways to reach people, but there are also things we all need to be careful of if we're online. So I'm really pleased that you know you shared that, and I really appreciate it. Now, how can people reach you? How can people connect with you if they'd like to work with you professionally? How could they reach out? What's your website? Uh,
1: the website is engageweb.co.uk, so E-N-G-A-G-E uh, web.co.uk. Uh, and we do websites and marketing, email automation, funnels, that sort of thing for clients all over the world, not just in the UK. Our largest client is actually in New York, so we work with a company called Minuteman Press across the whole of the oh, US. Yes. So we work yeah, we with know about them. all of their franchisees across America, Canada, Australia, and the UK, so we, we do a lot with American clients, um, yep. but we've also got an online training platform called EngageWeb.Club, So that's engageweb.club, where we've got coming up for 200 training videos showing people how to do anything that you would need to do on digital marketing to promote your business. Wow. you want to learn search engine optimization, it's all in there in how-to videos. You want to learn how to run Facebook ads, it's all in there. Google ads, create a funnel, create a landing page, run a webinar, create an email sequence, it's all in there in step-by-step guides and it's a monthly subscription, but there's no minimum, so you can sign up for a month and then cancel it straight away and just pay the one month. Wow, Easy that's in, the
0: wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. All right.
1: It's all right.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing is, you're giving people what they need and how to get it done. Yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. Well, I want, Darren. I want to thank you for your knowledge, your caring, and the things you have done for the community to make a difference for people. I really appreciate.
1: I have, time haven't I?
0: did you have a good time
1: i had a fabulous time thank you
0: and you always make me laugh so i want to thank you for coming in and then i want to thank our audience thanks for joining us today remember to move with your power and into your magnificence have an excellent day everybody and we'll see you next time thanks darren take care
1: thank you thank you
0: Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.